You're listening to the African Creators Podcast, a platform that seeks to empower and inspire creatives to follow their passion as well as bring about stories of triumph from the everyday challenging experience of being a young creative in Africa. For this episode, we are going to be talking about navigating the Namibian film creative space as a woman with a special guest. My name is Tabiso Valentine Dube, some call me Tabike, and this is the African Creators Podcast. My guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is an award-winning actress, screenwriter, director, a songstress, and a theater practitioner. One of the few women filmmakers in Namibia spearheading comedic film direction and introducing new and raw talent to the big screen. Mikiros Garois. My brother. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm so glad to have you. And you're about to share all these experiences and this kind of gets me so super excited. Well, thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. Yeah, excited Absolutely. to talk about these experiences. Yeah, are you ready though? I, I I've been ready. <laughs> I've been ready for a while. Uh, okay. The idea for this podcast is to try and like uh, share as many experiences, as many of our experiences, and yeah. as much of what we've kind of encountered throughout our careers yeah. in order to give insight to like younger artists, you know, Absolutely. that are coming through. Yeah. Yeah, but let's dive right into it okay let's do it right um so just quickly take us through a brief timeline of like the highlights and influences that have kind of led you to the person that you are today like in the creative sector well i have to say that's a mixed bag because i've always just appreciated the arts oh gosh i hope i don't come off really pretentious but i've just always loved arts like very very much movies from the time i was a little girl i was obsessed with movies like my parents would just put me in front of the tv go out and do their day and i would they would come back at night i'd be in exactly the same position so i think i've always been obsessed with visual stuff photography movies music videos music so i really had an influence of a little bit of everything my dad he studied in america Right. Ironically, that came full circle because I also ended up studying overseas in America. Um, so he listened to a lot of like the Rat Pack stuff, a lot of those old 60s, 50s. And then he, he had a lot of those influences. When, so when he came back, he had a lot of those influences in the house. Uh-huh. And then my mom is like gospel, Africa, Brenda, <laughs> Lady Smith, yeah. you know, Papa Wemba. So yeah. I really got like a blending of all worlds, you yeah. know, like the American westernized stuff and then the more African local localized type. The ultimate fusion. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm a little bit weird and a little bit all over the place, but which makes me fit perfectly for the entertainment world I yeah. guess yeah. yeah no but I mean I've I've also realized that um, for you to actually thrive and survive within the African creative sector you kind of have to play many roles you know so so I think yes. you're better suited than a lot of people you think so hey <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah pretty much I mean now that I talk about it and hindsight is 2020 you can kind of appreciate it more when you're in it you just think okay this is normal you don't really appreciate it but when you go out of your 
sort of comfort zone out of your country you go overseas you're like it's yeah, me i was exposed to things yeah because i remember when i uh, uh moved to america a lot of like their their older entertainment people were always surprised that i knew that like i would talk about sammy davis jr oh right. my god <laughs> you know those guys but you're from africa like i had a lot of those like ignorant kind of conversations yeah and it was only then that i appreciated like how much I was exposed to artistically growing up and art something I'll always be grateful for. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean uh, on that note of you know being well versed and in uh, being versatile and just kind of like multitasking a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Like how is that working out for you in the sense that already we've mentioned four or five completely different things that you're kind of like involved in yeah. and you do them very very well. Yeah. Like how is that going? It's uh another mixed bag because <laughs> it's like a gift and a curse, you know. It's great to, you know, be influenced by so many things. You have a lot of ideas, but then that's where my weird artisticness comes into where it gets a little hard to streamline and to kind of focus on one thing and actually finish it, you know. Um so I struggle with that a little bit, but that's more a bit of my personality flaws coming in there too, you know. Yeah. artistic weirdness so it's a bit of a it's a balancing act yeah that's yeah, true for me i mean yeah. for for me too yeah. because i mean yeah, I, what is it like for you i wear quite a lot of hats too you do <laughs> i thought i wore like <laughs> you my brother uh, you have me beat but i mean i think i think what is always very difficult is to join focus to 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 one thing because yeah. now you're kind of like torn between like some of the things that you do you Absolutely. know and you don't want to be called just a filmmaker because you also do other things like design you know yes. and all these other things you know yeah and at the end of the day i prefer like, like being referred to as a media artist yeah. because I, i'm like involved in so many aspects yeah. of media art itself you know it's very difficult sometimes to kind of like find a balance between like all the things or all the skills that you have absolutely yeah, that's the, the that trick you... isn't it um do you find that um you have loyalty to one art over some of the others because i have trouble with that sometimes well i Does think that makes sense yeah yeah it definitely um I think I think one of the biggest problems that I have is that it's almost like it's always fluctuating yeah. you know so sometimes I I feel like I'm a bit more loyal to to film mm. and then certain seasons I feel like I'm more of a designer you yes. know but I I never doubt like that I'm equally passionate about both yeah. aspects of uh, media arts yeah But sometimes I'm just like, oh, I love film. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh my god, like this design is so cool. I think right? I'm a designer. It's different seasons, <laughs> I guess it's different seasons yeah. and different moods. Yeah. Which is why I have to go back to sometimes I struggle because you know you're in the middle of say a, a filming project and then you see some music that really inspires you and you're like, yes, okay, now <laughs> feel like doing music again. Yeah. And then the filming project is like, huh? Uh, Mara, you didn't finish the script for this. Can we Yeah. That's the trick sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm a little ADD and a little over the place. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think as as creatives, this is definitely one of the biggest weaknesses that we have. Yeah. Because I mean, we are so like super creative yes. that we kind of like forget that we have like a mission, you know. Absolutely. And, like, it's hard it's to stay all focused. about like the, yeah. the the mini uh tasks, you know. Yeah. And it's very difficult like you say to focus, you know, mm -hmm. when you are like super creative yes. and like inspired but anyway um 
I think one thing that I would also really like to talk about is your creative process. What are the rituals that you have to go through in order to create something? To write a song, to write a new screenplay, scripts, etc. How can I be honest with this question without getting you or I arrested? <laughs> um, Metaphors. <laughs> 420. Okay. Um, actually, the creative process is very different. Again, it's one of those, it's seasonally. It, it changes depending on where I am in my life. Um, where I am mentally, even something about like your environment, where you're staying, the room that you're in, the color of the room that you're in can have a big influence. And that's the greatest thing about creativity, actually, is you never know. Actually, sometimes you don't know where it could come from. Mm. Sometimes you're literally just taking a walk, quickly going to the shop. Right. And you see something, a movement, uh, the way a leaf, moves in the wind even that moment is something like oh I'm, I'm feeling something here and then you have to run home write it down so that's the most surprising and most beautiful thing about creativity can literally come from anywhere a funny story that my mom is saying um you know the way that my girlfriend said a certain word i'm like oh yes that's something there so right. it could really come from anywhere which i love because every day is magical then because you're like oh i wonder where i'm gonna get inspired from today mm -hmm. um but that's generally overall but more specific um nighttime i've noticed i'm very creative during the nighttime the wee hours of the morning right from like after midnight there's something about the midnight hour yeah i think it's the sense this um the midnight hour and like the four or five a.m hour are very very creative hours because mm -hmm. i feel like you have a sense that you're the only person on earth you feel like everyone is sleeping there's a quietness and serenity to the world and you feel like you're just open to receive a lot of magical weird hour energy i'm yeah. sounding like some sort of sangoma right now but <laughs> it's all good um but you know what it actually yeah. reminds me of this one meme that i've seen like multiple times on social media of this like super huge building, building where like the all the lights are off except, except for artist. one window you know and that's the artist yep and and one time it was a designer one time it was a scriptwriter. one time it was a filmmaker yes. like it's always it's like a dj some creative, but it's some you know? artist yeah absolutely that's no lie but one thing is that i've also kind of realized that some of my best work mm -hmm. comes at a time where i kind of really really least expect it mm -hmm. you know like like you were saying that um they come from anyway just like talking taking a walk and then you get inspired to do something you know um that's why I find it very stressful for me to to like if I have to be given a task to do something I feel like I'm, oh I'm my being gosh. ordered to do something mm -hmm. you know and I don't know that kind of really frustrates my creative senses because you feel it hinders it right yeah, because there's the pressure yeah. of you have to do it exactly. and I feel with creativity it's much more conducive when there's an openness yeah. to it and there's not a lid you know like confining you oh absolutely. exactly exactly but at the same time we kind of still have to find a balance yeah. between that because i mean if you have to survive Woo! you need mm -hmm. you need to be kind of be yeah. told what to do oh know? absolutely because those are the people with the money <laughs> i was about to say something really dirty <laughs> but um that's another thing i struggle with again um it's that 
the, when you're actually freelancing and you're actually working for a legit company and it's not just your story and this is much more of a time frame i struggle with that i mean luckily i've been very fortunate that i've always gotten through i've never had a job where it hinders me that much where i haven't been able to finish yeah but that's definitely something i find challenging i'm very undisciplined when it comes to that wow. i'm very i become very like hippieish very like Ah, the moment needs to come, inspiration. <laughs> but then when you're getting paid and they're like, yeah, that's great, but uh, we need this tomorrow at noon. <laughs> you just gotta have to push through. And that's something I'm getting better at um, over the years as I get older and more work with other production companies. It's like a muscle, like anything else. The more you do it, the better you become at it. But it's something that, it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, not at all. I mean, that's true. I worked for a lot of years in corporate film and when I'm doing a lot of video editing, mm -hmm. if I have say a week, you know, to do the work, I probably not do it like for the first four days, you know, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the last day, you know, I, I do it like under so much pressure yeah. that there's hardly any time for like uh, reviews or drafts, you yeah. know. But I, I've realized that like some of my best work as well yeah. is also under like, pressure, really right? Produced under pressure. Oh yeah. You know? Where um, does that come from? I, I have no idea. But it it just kind I of have that too. That way. But I really want to genuinely improve my time management yes! skills, you know. Yes, it isn't it time <laughs> um, management. But I, I still suck at it. But I, I really want yeah. that's like one of the biggest things that I really struggle with. Yeah, but I me mean, too. Um, I'm also like pretty good when working under pressure. So yeah. Like I'm kind of also like be like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a love-hate relate. It's one of those, what do they call it? Like cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I know where that comes from for me. Well, actually I don't, but I feel like <laughs> I did that in school. Yeah. I remember even like the teacher would be collecting our homework, like going through the between the tables, walking around. And while she was doing that, I'd be doing it last minute. <laughs> I And I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I don't carry this into my adult life. But here I am here doing things last minute. <laughs> but yeah. there is a sense of, I don't know, doing it under pressure. My work is pretty, yeah. also pretty decent under yeah. pressure. No, I mean, mo yeah. most of the work that I've done under pressure, like, especially in the beginning, I, I was always surprised. I was like, what? Did I really do this <laughs> right? like within like four hours? Like, you know, no way I got away with this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I always did like yeah. most of the time. Um, but I mean, again, there's also like something that I really want to talk about, and yeah. is that like considering the many hurdles that a lot of African women face in the, within the creative industry. Yeah, you know, why do you keep going? I mean, what's the alternative? <laughs> you don't keep going. Good question. I just really don't see for my. For myself, I can't speak for other people, other women, African women, but for myself, I just don't have a choice. Mm. There's nothing else I'm good at or passionate enough about. So it's this or depression or death. Right. You know, I just don't see any alternatives, you know. Um, I just do it. I try not to think too much because once you think too much, you tend to talk yourself out of things that you should be doing and talking yourself into things that you shouldn't be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's one of those just uh, jump into the deep end and just do it. 90% of the time, I'm terrified. 90% of the time, I don't know or I think I don't know what I'm doing. 
And it's very important for people to know that it's okay to not know what you're doing. The greatest ones in history, myself included, while I'll be there <laughs> one day. Yes. But yeah, 90% of the time, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm a hell of a good actress. I make it look like I got this, but inside I'm like, oh my goodness. So the challenge is just to start. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. And really, there's no way around that. There's no way to sugarcoat. Just do it. Just start. Once you start, you'll kind of figure it out and surround yourself with really, really smart people. Yeah. That's my go-to. And uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, his name is Ryan Connolly. Yeah. He, he said that um, when when you're starting uh, the process of writing a script, yeah. the idea is that you just start, you know, because the blank page is extremely intimidating, especially it for is. beginners. Mm-hmm. But you sh- you can just start by like writing your name on it. You yeah. know, you don't even have to think Absolutely. about the title. Yes. You can just like write untitled, untitled for now. You know, Tabiso. and and Absolutely. the most important step is is the first one. Mm-hmm. And once you start, you fi- you'll find it very difficult to yeah. look back. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, I've I've also like in my experience working in the film industry, I've collaborated with women more than men i've you noticed know? that's what I, I like about you yeah you work really well with women I, I don't know it was never really by choice yeah. it just kind of happened you know i, I don't know if women you gravitate to you maybe in that sense like, yeah. there's a sense of comfort from you know working with you personally there is a great sense of comfort working with you and that's really all you want you feel that you can be your best when you're comfortable comfortable and vulnerable enough to throw out a, an idea that might be really really bad and know that even if you don't agree with it you'll do it in such a respectful compassionate kind manner yeah that it feels like oh okay that didn't work all right on to the next because that can be really intimidating someone you respect kind of getting there especially when you value their opinion yeah because you no one wants to look stupid yeah. i don't think that ever goes away no matter what what age you are how experienced you are no one ever wants to look stupid and you just want to be around in an environment around people that don't make you feel stupid so that's true i think one of the things that i've realized working with a lot of women uh, on set is that women are more open and we are. A lot of a lot of female directors, they are not really authoritarian. Mm-hmm. There's flow yeah. of ideas, like on set, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it may be a good thing. Sometimes it can be also like be a, a negative thing, yeah, especially if you're like short on time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that kind of always brings out the best result. Yeah, you it's know? much more like collaborative. Yeah, huh? pretty much. And I, I've struggled. I'm not being sexist here, but I mean, yeah. I've really struggled working with a lot of uh, male directors before because they they are kind of like, okay, I'm the director. I get to tell you, you know, what to do. It's it's not a really a free creative environment. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's very all much of, of a high, you feel the hierarchy more. You feel that you're much more in exactly. a sort of a totem yeah. pole kind yeah. of system. And I'm not saying all of them are like that. I've worked with a couple of male directors that are really, really amazing. You know, yeah. they've kind of like got a free spirit and they're always open to, to suggestions yeah. on set, you know, because not, no one person knows everything. Yeah, it's and, like humanly impossible to know everything. And it's almost impossible for you to produce a, an entire film on your own. Yeah. You know, that's like, what are the odds? Yeah, you know? right. You need, you, need, you need to be collaborative. You need to be open 
to ideas from other people. Absolutely. And that's what I really, really appreciate about Working women. women. Yeah. Now, we're kind of awesome. This is amongst <laughs> one of the many reasons. But actually, now that you touched on that authoritativeness, authority, you know, in regards to women on set, that is actually kind of challenging. Right. It's, it's been a little bit challenging for me because especially working with men, I've been lucky to work with really, really great men. I mean, I think I've only had to, on one or two occasions, had to check a man on my set. Nothing even big deal, just little, you know, little misogynist little comments here and there. <laughs> Nothing too, too extra, but I feel that can be a challenge. I feel like whether you do it unconsciously or consciously, there is a certain... You do feel nervous that people are going to respect you being a female. And right. I feel like you kind of have to lay down the law, whether it's unconscious or consciously. Right. That, okay. Because I feel with men, it's more of a given. Mm -hmm. There's like more of an automatic respect. Like, okay, that's the boss. With women, it's like, okay, let's see if she's the cool type. If she's the B word. If she's the kind of the chill chick that we can kind of walk all over. They can... They test you out. And I don't even think it's something we do consciously. It's just the, the gender roles and how the world works. Yeah. So I feel kind of, for me, I've always had to unconsciously kind of tone down my, I'm pretty enthusiastic, kind of a chill person. But when I'm on set, I try and tone that down a little bit just to kind of remind people especially the men sometimes that you're the boss yeah that you're the <laughs> boss and i feel like it's much more of a, a thing that you have to think about with men it's not even i don't even think they think that much about it they just kind of show up and be a man yeah with a woman you kind of have to prove yourself like uh, -uh i'm not the one or you know what i mean does that make sense yeah, yeah. I, know, I know so yeah. that can be one of those vibrational things that you kind of have to navigate, especially yeah. being a woman. And I'm like a little insecure anyway because I'm like super short. And so they have a certain vibe about me immediately when you see me like, oh, she's so short and cute. So I have to be extra like <laughs> rowdy, oh, vivacious. Yeah. Dynamite comes with small packages. Don't F with me. <laughs> No, no, this this is amazing. Um, right. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a general consensus, but I yeah. think in Namibia, like women are just like the best writers. Yeah. I don't know. But the, like from my uh, experience, like all the stuff that I've seen. <laughs> Maybe. That's <but> another <laughs> thing that's interesting now. Now that you say that, it reminds me of the fact that women are out here telling our stories. You know, finally, I feel like for so many centuries, you know, men were telling our stories, you know, how they, how they think that the women experience this world. And it's like, finally, we're, we're, I'm so glad to be alive in this age, this woke age where mm -hmm. I can tell my stories, you know, even though they're not cute. And you know how the 50s housewives like, no, 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 like it's a completely new generation and the people in the generation actually get to tell it, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I am glad to be a female director in this time. Where, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. I was having a conversation a couple of days ago with, with Mel mm -hmm. and we were conversing about how a lot of men, especially African men, have to like sort of suppress some of their emotions you know because 
uh, of what's expected of them, you know. So it's it, it, they find it very difficult to be in touch with some of yeah. the emotions, you know, because they have to pretend to be this macho persona. It's toxic masculinity you know? when exactly. it's not even necessary. Because at the end of the day, you're a human. You're yeah. a man, but you, you, you know, you have just as much emotions as a woman does yeah. and you're not allowed to show it it's kind of sad and 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 a, lo- and a lot of men uh, a lot of um, male writers will definitely struggle to to really yeah. be open about this kind of subjects you know yeah. and i do feel like women kind of have a better vantage point yeah. of like True. talking yeah. about such issues you yeah. know um, but at the same time they can't do it by themselves they mm. they there's need for collaboration between their them themselves and their male com- counterparts because they are the ones who actually experience those kind of things you know yeah 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 and it could be such like um like a symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. you know we help them in their weaknesses and likewise them for us yeah everyone you just get over all this like toxic femininity and masculinity we could actually make yeah. some amazing work it's um I mean, there are obviously a lot of things that happen like within the industry itself, and they are not talked about. And I just like hope one day, like the industry is gonna be as open as a lotus flower. Lotus flower, <laughs> precisely. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I get it. Like, um, I mean, we're making strides. It's better now, you know. Lots more shows out there, female-driven, Fleabag, Insecure. So I feel like we're on the right path. Of, I mean, granted, still a long way to go, but yeah. we out here, man. Yeah. But anyway, on that topic, mm-hmm. uh, there's one thing that I would like to to hear from you. Like, okay. What, what do you What do you think is the biggest challenge um, that female filmmakers are facing, and how do you kind of like suggest that it's dealt with? Well, I think what we touched on. You know, all that, you know, like the male, how they see us, how they write for us. I think those things can be challenging, you know, exerting your dominance, you know, in a very male-dominated world. And even something like looking for funding, you know, most of the places you go for funding, for the most part, are male-led, male-dominated. Yeah. So, um, you know, even if your story's good, there's just something as a male by virtue of being a male, it's not even your fault that you just won't get, you just won't understand, you know? Mm. Unless it's like already an established formula, like a Wonder Woman or something. But the general stories that women tell might not be too comfortable for men. And when you're going to funding, you know, they'll side-eye you a little bit. Do these girls know <laughs> what they're doing? You know, little things like that. It, sometimes it's not even the big things. It's just the little microaggressions, you know? Right. Right. That people still hold on to gender roles. So stuff like that can be very challenging. But for me, and this is a good and a bad thing, I really try not to think too much of the challenges. Mm-hmm. I really just try and do me. Right. Because I'm a person that's a very, I'm a very feeling person. I'm a very, I go off of my emotions a lot. If I think too much, things will never get done. I would never do anything because I would always talk myself out of it so I really just try and jump into the deep end and not think too much about the advantages of women disadvantages of this and that I just try to do my thing as best as I can to my ability and hope to God people will relate to it and like it in some way which they do yes (laughs) 
so far so good but i really just try and do my own thing i'm and i'm super weird i see the world through a very kind of quirky lens that i know for the most part a lot of people don't get until it's on the screen so even in me trying to explain what i'm trying to do i usually get a lot of side eye like oh oh mickey that seems a little too much that's mm. a little too extra that's a little too quirky so that's why i don't think too much when when it comes to creating i just do yeah and then i think about all that stuff after <laughs> like when you take it to the festivals and reviews then maybe I'll start to think about that stuff but during my creative process and just trying to do it I just try and do yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure you're not trying to endorse nike but yeah they should just do it yeah <laughs> it's true i want my money nike I want my check <laughs> yeah man you promoting nike like a Yeah, it's actually really weird that I mean it's not weird. I mean yeah. it's a reality, mm-hmm. you know, that gender is still a factor, mm. you know, and is, yeah. a lot of people actually pretend that it's not, but yeah. it is. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. Who are these people that pretend it's not is? They must not be living in the same world. Yeah, it's an absolute factor. And things are getting better for us, but I we just got to do the thing. I don't want to keep promoting Nike. But um Yeah, just start guys. Mm. Just start whether you're a woman, whether you're young, you're old. Everyone's always going to have like a specific challenge, you know. Right. I mean, if it's not a woman, it's a race thing. If it's not the race thing, it's a sexuality. There's always going to be something, a thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And if you're going to let that get in your way, it doesn't really matter how good you are. So I keep promoting Nike, but just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can we say that better? <laughs> proceed <laughs> <laughs> just proceed yeah but i think i think just do it is it sounds really i mean maybe it's yeah, because like I'm it's simplifying a, like, it but like we've we've like we've been told just do it by nike so many times that right? like now it's just it's just the best way to say it, it, it really know. is just proceed <laughs> just proceed just proceed yeah just proceed Yeah, you don't you don't need a green light. Um you yeah. just you just need to go for it. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah, just start, man. And it's the hardest part, really. It's the starting. So I've struggled with it for years. I still struggle. I'm getting a bit better, but um yeah, and whatever issues people think that they're the only ones facing, trust me, they're like three million people probably within like close proximity to you <laughs> that feel exactly the same way and these are the little things that will stop you like no man mm. the way i'm feeling it can't be normal no let me just ah comic loss net that those are the things that hold you back okay. yeah, yeah but i think if you overcome them those are kind of the things that will also set you apart absolutely just proceed guys mm. we must just proceed though <laughs> can you believe Yeah, okay. Um I mean it's been it's been an amazing conversation uh and I really Can I come back? It. Most definitely. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Before we conclude, um mm-hmm. are there like any other experiences that you'd like to share or any other like lessons what? that you've withdrawn from like some of your past experiences that you'd like to share with all the young creatives out there lessons? throughout the continent? I'm so bad at like giving lessons because <laughs> I'm so weird and quirky like I literally live in my own world. Right. I'm always scared to give people advice because <laughs> like yeah, Mickey told me to rub Vicks on me and then like <laughs> go for a walk in nature. I don't know, I'm a little, a little quirky. 
I always feel weird about giving advice, but just start, just proceed. And um, uh, get stronger in your discipline. Just stay really disciplined. And I'm saying that to you guys so that I can also believe it myself. Because I struggle with discipline so much. Yeah, and just stay focused. And um, and find out what you want to do. Like, ask yourself, what would I like to do even if I wasn't getting paid for it? That really honed in on what I want. You have to know what you want. Don't be wishy-washy about what you want like be very 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 specific if you ask the universe for kind of wishy-washy stuff it will give you back wishy-washy stuff so be very specific in what you want and nothing's impossible that's such a cheesy thing to say but it really is true cool like um yeah i could go on about all this philosophical stuff for a very long time but um and just do you you're the only you in the world don't ever try and copy anybody just do you because mm. nobody has your perspective or sees the world the way that you do so yeah just hone in on what makes you special because that's usually what's gonna set you apart yeah amazing yeah thank you well, thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you so much. This it's, was it's, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And uh, hopefully you come back sometime in the future and then we can talk about more. Uh, Heck like yeah. A whole I bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. So that was Miki. She just said, go for it and uh, proceed. And you need to work on like your creative discipline as well. Because I mean... I think that that kind of was directed to me to some extent too because I also struggle with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been amazing talking about a film uh, at the film industry and in particular the film industry in Namibia and, and uh, the kind of roles that women are playing and what Mikiros has experienced so far, you know, and um, how she has contributed towards the industry itself. Yeah, so for today, that was the episode. And from me... Your host, Tabiso Valentine Dube, out. Thank you for tuning into the African Creators Podcast. We'll check you out on the flip side. 